0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old-Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old-time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit ComicWeb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. We're back from our vacation. We were back last week, but I couldn't get it together to actually post a podcast. Anyway, for this week's show, our podcast features an episode of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. The show features Jack Benny as the guest star. It first aired March 9th, 1947.
1: The F.W. Fitch Company presents the Fitch Bandwagon starring Alice Faye.
2: You'll never know just how much I love you. You'll never know just how much
1: I care. And Phil Harris. Won't you come with me to Alabama? Let's go see my dear old mammy. She's frying eggs and broiling ammy. And that's what I like about this song. Let's go back to a few minutes ago. The Jack Benny program has just finished, and we find Phil Harris walking down the hall here at NBC. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, Curly! Oh, hiya, Frankie. Hey, where you going? Down the hall, Jackson wants to see me. Hey, ukulele Ike. What's the <laughs> trouble with you, kid? What's the matter? What was wrong with you on the show today? Why? Why? Oh, kid, you're murdering that guitar.
3: <laughs> Are you sure that
1: that guitar of yours was toned? Tuned? What's that? (laughs) Oh, Frankie, what's the matter with you? Oh, don't pick on me, Curly. I don't feel good. (laughs) I ain't been able to sleep a wink for the past two weeks. Well, then, Frankie, you ought to do something about it. Yeah, maybe I ought to start going to bed nights.
3: (laughs) Frankie,
1: I don't know why I even put up with you You're the worst guitar player I ever heard You're tone deaf, you can't follow the beat And you always play off key
3: Yeah (laughs) Lucky
1: I'm in your band, ain't
3: it? (laughs) All
1: right, all right, forget about it Now look, I want you to hold the band a few minutes Because when I get through with Jackson I want to run over a number Okay, Curly All right Now let's see Here's Jack's dressing room Hmm. (laughs) Look at this notice on the door Wanted Use Foxtail for 1919 Maxwell (laughs) Well (laughs) He wants to see me I guess I better go in Hiya, Jackson You sent for me? Oh, hello, Phil Phil, where are your manners? Don't you know better than to barge into a dressing room without knocking? Well, I'm sorry. I might have been in my slip. My <laughs>
3: Now,
1: close the door, will you? My head is getting cold. Okay. Look, uh, Jackson, uh, you want to see me, huh? Yeah, sit down, Phil. I've been meaning to talk to you for some time. But you see, Phil, I... Uh... Well, well, what's up? Well, it's about your contract. Contract? Yes, you know, that piece of paper you have that starts out to whom it may concern and ends up with an X. (laughs) Oh, that. Yeah, you see, this is March and your contract is nearing its expiration. Yeah? When does it expect the rate? (laughs) Well, do me a favor, will you? For once, try not to be stupid. Huh? Force yourself. Oh, Jackson. The way you talk, I'm a moron. No, no, Phil, you're not a moron. You haven't made that yet. (laughs) I mean, don't get delusions of grandeur, What do you mean? I ain't got nothing. I'm as healthy as you are.
3: (laughs) I'm not
1: satisfied on my own show. I have to come over here for that.
3: What I have to say is,
1: what I have to say is very important. Perhaps it would be better if we discussed it later. Say it's your home. My home? Yeah. You have one, haven't
3: you? <laughs> oh, of
1: course not. Me and Alice is children of nature. We're two carefree nymphs who gamble on the meadow with gay abandon.
3: <laughs> Phil,
1: remind me not to be invited
3: over here again.
1: <laughs> Where'd you get an expression like that? Well, on my show, I ain't as stupid as I am on yours. <laughs> So far, you've been holding your own, brother.
3: <laughs> Listen,
1: Phil. I'll see you later at your house. Oh, you're yes? coming out the house? I'll see you okay. Later. So long, Jack.
3: Hey,
1: Phil. The band's still waiting. Are we going to run over that number? Yeah, Frankie. Wind them up. I'll be right with okay, you. Okay, Curly. Going to New Orleans on a little street of dreams. There I heard a crazy band, That was where the blues began. There was Memphis Joe with his hidey moan moaning on his saxophone. There was Sliphorn Slim, you've heard of him, and his laughing slide trombone. Peg leg Pete playing hot and sweet on the bacon of can. Dancers swayed as they played, that was where the blues began. There was dog face jet with his clarinet hitting high notes up and down. Mokey Moke was there with his slick black hair beating his drums like a clown while the Boga 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 of the big Brown jug by a hepcat dressed in jeans. That was where the blues were born in New Orleans. Peg Leg Pete and his violin Made of bacon, pot of tin Hollers out, let the folks come in Dogface Chet and his clarinet The cutest pair I ever met Broke his reader, I'd been there yet Memphis Joe and his saxophone Sliphorn Slim and his trombone They tuned up and settled down Then they all went to town There was big nose Tess from the greasy vest Weeping in her glass of beer There was gambler Jake playing table stakes With a seaboard engineer Natchez Lil, she was dressed to kill Singing love songs about her man As she moaned, people groaned That was how torch songs began Then a cat named Sam in from Alabama Started shooting up the flow. Everybody broke through the pistol smoke, fault, the windows and the door, while the roar, roar, roar of the 44 busted up those happy scenes. That was how the blues were born in New Orleans.
4: I beg your pardon.
5: Miss Faye, don't you recognize me? Julius Abruzio, the grocery boy.
4: Oh, of course, Julius. Come in. Gee, you're all dressed up. You look so nice in that blue suit, and your hair all slicked back, and your shoes all shine.
5: Yeah. Now smell me. (laughs) Must I? Go ahead. Don't be scared. I got on some cologne for men only. You have? Yeah. It's called Mad Bull number five. <laughs> Julius,
4: you're not delivering groceries on Sunday.
5: Nah. This is purely a social call.
4: Well, that's nice of you.
5: Yeah, ain't it? You know what I did yesterday?
4: What, Julius?
5: Well, when I heard you was on for fit shampoo, I went out and bought all I could. Just to help you, a one. <laughs> You did? Yeah. At at home in my room, I got 48 cases of it.
4: That's awfully sweet of you, Julius.
5: Yeah. The only trouble is, now I have to sleep on the fire escape. Oh, that must be Phil. Your husband? Mm Mm-hmm. Take me in your arms, beloved. We shall die together.
4: Oh, Julius, don't be silly. You run along now. Go on.
5: Okay. Farewell, soulmate.
1: (laughs) Hey, yo. Hey, Abrozio. Come here.
5: Oh, hello, Mr. Harris. Look,
1: what are you doing coming around here on Sunday?
5: Calling on my best girl.
1: Best girl? Listen, Bruzy. Baby Alice is only five years old.
5: (laughs) Now beat it. Okay, Mr. Harris. Baby Alice. If that guy ever knew what was going on, he'd blow his brains out.
4: Hello, Phil, I heard you drive in. Hiya, kid.
1: Hey, what's up, Jennifer?
4: Well, Jack Benny called you twice. He said he's coming out here tonight.
1: Yeah, no, I know. He told me.
4: Gee, it's funny, Jack coming here. He hasn't been to our house since the day we got married. That's right. You know, I've always wondered if he enjoyed himself at our wedding.
1: He acted so strange. Enjoyed himself? Oh, he must have. He's still wearing the shoes he cut off the back of our car. <laughs>
4: idea what Jack wants?
1: No, I don't know what he wants. He said something, I don't know, he was talking about something about next year's program. Or
4: next year? Oh, Phil, you don't suppose he's thinking of firing me?
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Perish the thought, beautiful. Jackson couldn't operate without Harris. After all, who'd wheel him on and off?
3: <laughs>
4: So sure of yourself. Think it over. What do you actually do on that program?
1: Do? Are you kidding? What do I do? What do I do? Well, I come in there every day and I walk in and I. I. Uh, well, I. And then.
3: Uh, well,
1: uh, my, well I, you. My, how do you handle all that in a
4: half an hour?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess you're right. They have been spreading me a little thin over there. Come to think of it, uh, Jackson's a little sore anyway. You know he's sore at the band since we did that show from Nashville. Well,
4: what happened there?
1: Ah, wasn't nothing. Only each musician showed up at the broadcast with a coon dog and a jug. <laughs> well,
4: that was awful.
1: Oh, Jackson didn't mind that much, but all through the program the guys kept spitting watermelon seeds into the tuba.
4: I <laughs> suppose Jack is thinking of dropping you. What are you going to do about it?
1: Oh, dropping me? I can't stand for that. I got to be with him. Hey, look. I got it. Maybe we can play on his sympathy. You know, tell him we're broke or something.
4: Oh, Phil, he'll never believe that. He knows I've been making pictures for
3: years.
1: (laughs) So what? Tell him you blew your wad trying to keep your brother out of Tehachapi.
4: Very funny, but it so happens Tehachapi is a woman's prison.
1: Well, that's why it costs so much. (laughs) But you know, honey, seriously, I'd feel awful funny about not being with old Jackson. Gee whiz, I've been with him 11 years now. I gotta stay with him, honey. I got to. I... Well, even if it means taking less money.
4: Well, don't. (laughs) Don't feel too badly, Phil. It's always darkest before dawn.
2: May come your way. They bring the flowers that bloom in May. So if it's raining, have no regrets. Because it isn't raining, rain, you know. It's raining, violet. And where you see flowers Upon the hill, you soon will see the of Zappa So keep on looking for the green and listening for his song. Whenever April showers come up.
1: full of brush,
4: man.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: come in, Jack. We've been expecting you.
1: Oh, Alice, I wanted to fool you.
4: Gee, it's good to see you again, Jack. How are you? Fine, fine, fine. Phil's upstairs. I'll call him. Well, no hurry, Alice.
1: I have a nice home here. Tell me, how are your children? Little Alice and Michael. <laughs>
4: no, Jack. Alice and
1: Phyllis. Oh, yes, yeah. Phyllis is the girl, no. No, they're both girls. Oh, of course. It's so nice to have one of each. I mean, to each <laughs> I mean, two girls. Two girls, <laughs> Why don't you two sit girls down. I meant.
4: Won't you sit down, Jack? Thank
1: you, thank you. My, is a lovely fireplace, but aren't you folks a little extravagant? Extravagant? Yes, you have two andirons. <laughs>
3: Just make
4: yourself comfortable, Jack. I'll tell Phil you're
1: here. Thank you. My, Alice is a wonderful girl. So sensible, too. wonder if Phil would want a sell her. Oh. <laughs> Thinking of, I get the wildest ideas that I opened that checking account. <laughs> Hope I don't have any trouble with Phil, though, for next season. If you'll just understand my position. After all, I've got a big cast, Mary's mother.
3: Hello.
1: Oh, Hello. You're little Alice, aren't you? Uh Uh-huh. You remember me, Uncle Jackie?
3: Oh, yes. I've talked to you on the telephone.
1: That's right. I don't believe I know this other little lady.
3: This is my little sister, Phyllis. Phyllis, this is Mr. Benny.
1: Hello, Phyllis. You're not afraid of Uncle Jackie, are you?
3: Are you really, Mr. Benny?
1: That's right.
5: Well, prove it. (laughs)
2: Prove it?
3: Yes, go ahead. Do something stingy. <laughs> you're,
1: you're... You're daddy's little girl, aren't
3: you? I'm
5: daddy's little girl. Whose little girl are you? All right.
3: <laughs>
5: Sorry I
1: start Maybe I'll have better luck with the other one. Alice, uh... What do you have there?
3: Our piggy bank. It's full of quarters.
1: Quarters? Well, how'd you get it so full?
3: Everyone who comes to see Mommy and Daddy gives us one. (laughs) Are you going to give us a quarter, Uncle Jackie?
1: Well, I'd like to. Let me see if I have one in my wallet.
5: Oh, look, Phyllis. A pocketbook made like a little mattress.
1: No, no, it's not a mattress, honey. You see, I keep my watch in there, and the ticking fools you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Jackson.
3: Huh? Oh, dear, dear. Let me
1: see here. I think this is a quarter. So hard to tell through the green mold. <laughs>
3: Put it in the bank, Uncle Jackie.
1: All right. Here you are.
5: Well, drop it
1: in. My fingers must be sticky. I I ate a turkey roll on the way over here. There. Hiya, Jackson. Hey, what are you doing? Robbing my kids? (laughs) Of course not, Bill. I I just put a quarter in their bank. Oh, shucks. And I missed Haley's Comet, too. (laughs) be so smart, Phil. I would have put in a dollar, but I, I see it won't fit through the slot.
3: It well, if you fold it. <laughs> I was talking to your father.
1: <laughs> all right, kids. All right, kids. Now, take your bank and run along, because Uncle Jackie and I got business to talk over. Go on.
3: All right, Daddy.
1: Well, Jackson, what do you want to see me about? Well, it's about the show, Phil. Do you see, uh, next year is, uh, is a new season, and after all... You've been with me for 11 years now. Now, look, Jackson, I can explain about those coon dogs. And anyway, them yeah. them watermelon seeds, why, they gave the tuba a rippling rhythm effect. Oh. No, no, Phil, it's just that next year... Hold oh. it a minute, Jackson, i got to get the phone, it's in the den. Oh, of course. Hello? Hiya, fellas. it's Frankie. Oh, yeah. Hey, I found out why Jackson come out to your house. You did? Yeah, he's afraid of losing you. Yes. I overheard him tell his producer he'd do anything to hang on to you for next year. Oh, Frankie. Oh, this is great. Yeah. You know that Alice and I thought... Uh, I... Hit him for plenty, Phil. Let him have both barrels. He's a sitting duck. Oh, gee, this is great news, Frankie. Thanks a lot. Look, yeah. I'll let you know how I make out Okay, it. Curly, go so right. on. Sorry to keep you waiting, Jackson As you know, it's business And uh, now, uh, you were saying... uh... Yeah, you see, my sponsor renewed my program for next year And I thought I might be able to squeeze you in somewhere
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I don't know about next year You know, after all, uh, I got my own show now Well, I realize that, Filthy But I might be persuaded to give you uh, a little more money Yeah, well, that's nice, Jackson Uh, Now, look, look, Phil, look now, I've been paying you $85 a week this year.
3: <laughs> but
1: considering, I mean, after all, you have a wife and two children and prices are a little higher now. <laughs> Next year, I'm prepared to give you an even 90
3: <laughs> 90
1: bucks? Oh, Jack, that ain't no money. Why, it costs us that just for food. Food?
3: Yeah.
1: Don't you grow
3: anything around here? <laughs>
1: will you? And besides, it's plenty expensive bringing up two kids. You mean your children aren't working yet?
3: <laughs> of course
1: they're not working in any way, Jackson. You don't need me on your program. you got Dennis Day. What's he got to do with it? Well, you know how he imitates everybody. Well, yes, he's a clever kid. Well, one of your writers told me as soon as Dennis Day gets my voice down pat, you're going to let me go anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: but, Phil that may take him a year yet. <laughs> you got to stay around to coach him. He can't do it alone. I'm either. sorry, Jackson. I'm sorry, but it just ain't worth a while for that kind of dough. Phil, well, you're out of your mind. Think. Ninety dollars a week. Jackson, it ain't enough. Well, I might go just a wee bit higher. I mean, what figure did you have in mind? Fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs>
3: See? Fifteen hundred?
1: But Phil hot shot. Patrillo boy. $1,500. That's more than I spend in a year. I'm sorry. That's my figure. You can take it or leave it. Now, look, Phil. Please, please. Listen, Phil. Listen, my boy. Listen. Listen Jackson, to me. you're hurting me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, look. Look I'm... Now look, I'm willing to be reasonable. Now, I'm a just man. I'm offering you $90 and you want $1,500. i will compromise. Compromise? I'll give you $95. And your boys can spit in the tuba all they want. I'm sorry, Jackson. It ain't no go. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll hurt myself. I'll give you $100 a week. Well, I don't know. $100 you will give me, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't want to put you in no spot because you need me, Buster. So I'll tell you what I'll do. Just to help you out, I'll take it. Thanks, Phil. It's a deal. You have my word on it.
4: Do you two businessmen mind if I come in? Oh, not at
1: all, Alice. Come right in. Phil and I have just come to terms. Everything is settled and hunky-dory.
4: Oh, I'm so glad. Phil said he'd feel terrible if he wasn't part of your show next year. He did? Mm Mm-hmm. Why, he told me now that he has his own show, he'd even take less money. (laughs)
3: Less
4: money?
1: In that case, the deal is off. But Jackson, we settled on a hundred. I don't care. You gave me your word, Bill Harris. Don't pull that on me. You've been with me long enough to know my word doesn't mean a darn thing. <laughs> but Jackson, all you right, said, go ahead. See if I can starve next year. Starve? Oh, come now, Buster. This wife of mine has money upstairs. We ain't even counting.
4: <laughs> Doing fine on his own. Look, show. wait a minute. five have... Dennis
1: Day promised me two guests. Wait a minute. Phil. Not
4: only that, Bill has six
1: pairs of yellow shoes. You're darn I just made five new records. Wait a...
3: a minute! All
1: right, I'll do it. You're not worth it. But next year, I'll pay you a hundred dollars a week. Well, that's more like it. Thanks. Gee whiz! I'm glad there's no hard feelings. Well, I'll have to be going now. Okay, I'll walk you to the door. All right, I'll let myself out.
3: <laughs>
1: By the way, Phil. Yeah. The uh, first week, your check will be ninety nine seventy five. <laughs> What's that for? Yeah, I put a quarter in your kid's bank.
4: Gee, Phil, it was nice of Jack Benny to drop over here today. Yeah, but
1: I think all that talk about money got him a little rattled.
2: Rattles? Why? Well,
1: he just walked out smoking a bottle of fit shampoo. <laughs> Tune in next week when the F.W. Fitch Company again brings you the Fitch bandwagon with Alice Faye and Phil Harris. This program was written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier, directed by Paul Phillips, with original music composed and conducted by Walter Sharp. Included in the cast were Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Tetley, and Elliot Lewis. Alice Faye appears to the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Jack appeared to the courtesy of Lucky Strike cigarettes. They're so round, so firm, so fully
2: packed, so free and easy
3: <laughs>
1: Bitch's Ideal Hair Tonic daily. It makes your scalp tingle with that feeling of new life and pet. Bitch's Ideal is not sticky or greasy. So pep up your scalp and give your hair that well groomed look with Bitch's Ideal Hair Tonic. Bill Foreman speaking.
0: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. The Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show ran on NBC from 1948 to 1954. It evolved from an earlier music and comedy variety program known as the Fitch Bandwagon. Singer-bandleader Phil Harris and his wife, actress-singer Alice Faye, became the earlier show's breakout stars, and the show was retooled into a full-situation comedy, with Harris and Faye playing fictionalized versions of themselves as a working showbiz couple, couple, raising two daughters in a slightly madcap home. Harris had been a mainstay and musical director for the Jack Benny program. Fay had been a frequent guest on a variety of programs. Their marriage even provoked a 1941 episode of The Benny Show. Harris continued appearing on The Jack Benny Show while his own show was also airing. The show was a quick success and its position in the powerhouse NBC Sunday lineup didn't hurt. Playing themselves as radio and music star parents of two precocious young daughters, Harris refined his character from the booze and broads hipster jive talker he had been on The Benny Show into a slightly vain and dunderheaded husband who usually needed rescuing by Faye as his occasionally tart but always loving wife. References to his hair and vanity became a running gag. The show's writers, Ray Singer and Dick Chevalot, also used Faye's experience making the ill-fated film Fallen Angel as a source of gags, to say nothing of setting up situations in which Harris was recognized as her husband, or Mr. Alice Fay. In the closing, Foreman said, Alice Fay appears through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Some radio historians believe this was a conscious jibe at the studio, referencing a public contract dispute between Fay and Fox. The advertiser, Rexall, didn't mind the jokes that referred to the company or brought the company briefly into a full scene. It didn't even mind that the show could be seen as satirizing the company more than promoting it. This was rare in an era where sponsors didn't always enjoy being zapped on the programs they were paying to produce. Harris's character often has not found trouble because of buddy guitarist Frank Remley, played by Elliot Lewis child impersonator Walter Tetley played obnoxious delivery boy Julius, who had sarcastic one-liners for Harris. Tetley did a similar role as the spunky nephew Leroy on The Great Gildersleeve. Rounding out the show's usual cast were Robert North as Fay's fictitious deadbeat brother Willie. No episode without went without two music interludes, usually an upbeat or novelty number by Harris in his friendly baritone and a ballad of or soft swinger by Fay in her affectionate contralto.